So I'm here today with Fred Krieger of Scoro. Um, Fred, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, uh, hi, uh, great to meet you. So uh, I'm Fred, I'm CEO and founder of Scoro, which is a software company and our platform is essentially an end-to-end -end work management solution, uh, mainly targeting consulting companies and agencies. So it's basically um, um, a software uh, platform that allows them to manage their entire workflow, basically from, from start to finish in one place. And um, my background is uh, mainly in the software industry, uh, but a fun fact about me is also that I've been involved in the music industry for the past 20 years. So I have experience uh, managing both artists, musicians, uh, and also developers and engineers. So um, kind of a combination of both worlds. So that's quite a, quite a spread. And so where are you talking from at the moment, Fred? Um, at the moment, I'm in a tiny uh, beach town in Estonia, which is called Parno. So it's the um, it's the summer capital of Estonia, one of the small uh, Baltic countries. It was a nice looking backdrop anyway. So, so Fred, can you tell me what are the weapons of mass distraction? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, so um, we actually um, coined that term um, while observing uh, the way um, uh, brain workers uh, manage their time and, and the way interruptions um, actually define uh, more and more um, of our working days. So essentially it's a term, kind of an umbrella term that's supposed to describe anything that keeps us from actually focusing on what's um, important, focusing on what has to get done and instead keeps us from fragmenting our workflow, switching, uh, multitasking, uh, firefighting, so, um, some of it is obvious, um, like, um, you know, chatter in an open office, uh, different kinds of pings and rings and things we get on, on our phones. Um, but some of it is, is kind of like um, wolves in sheep's clothing. It's, it's some of the applications, some of the tools uh, that, are, that are supposed to help us, but actually they kind of do, but at the same time, they're making us even more reactive in our daily work. So essentially everything that keeps us from being proactive and moves our behavior more to the reactive side of the scale. Okay. And so I understand one of your ideas is a, a chief time officer. So what is a chief time officer do why is that a good idea um yeah so um you know how it's interesting how almost every company has an accounting person or or, or a cfo or or a, a controller or you know a, a finance team for that matter even small companies with a couple of dozen people they always have someone managing their money so someone that knows the answer to um, questions like how much did we spend, uh, how much uh, did we, uh, how, how big was our revenue? So they, they know these answers down to every single penny. 
how much you're paying for coffee, you know, the latest uh, company party, um, just, just to name a few examples. And at the same time, uh, when we talk about uh, these companies in the business of time, which uh, essentially include consulting companies, agencies, everyone um, that makes their money only by selling their time, for some reason, these companies are far from being as precise about their, their time as they are about money. So even in, in those companies where time is the ultimate asset, time is the only way for them to generate any revenue, they tend to be very precise when it comes to money. They know every penny, but they, for some reason, tend to be quite vague when it comes to time. And uh, here's what the, the, where the chief time officer um, concept comes in. So we, um, again, one a, a term we've, we have coined, uh, we've also trademarked, um, and um, we are looking to publish uh, um, quite a bit of um, material thought leadership material around the chief time officer. Uh, we have defined um, a, a framework. Essentially, I mean, not, not to go into too, too much detail. Essentially, um, it's about managing your time as granularly as you would manage your money. And the chief time officer would be the person in the organization who would be in charge of all that um, related activities. So, so, so essentially that's what it meant. Okay. So where do you stand on the whole working from home versus working from an office debate? And how does your technology play into that? Um, I, th I think it's, it's quite clear that um, inevitably it's, it's going to be a hybrid model. I guess, depending on the industry, depending on the role, um, the balance can slightly vary. Um, but I, I don't really think there, there would be any reason, especially when we talk about knowledge workers or as some call them, brain workers, there's, there's really no uh, reason to keep them in an office from nine to five from Monday to Friday. So, so I guess what the pandemic did was just kind of accelerate that uh, evolution um, by probably 10 years at least, uh, maybe even more. Mm. And uh, when it comes to um, kind of, uh, the way, way we look at it in, in our company, uh, we've been uh, for a remote working for a while now. Um, it, it doesn't really matter where um, anyone works from, whether it's from their home, from their, their office, uh, uh, from a remote location, as long as they're productive, as long as they uh, do what the, the, the purpose of the role is, it doesn't really matter where they are. And, I, and, I, and I'm pretty sure I, I, I would be ready to, to bet on it that this is the future in most companies and 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 you see these trends uh, you know when you look at companies like um, dropbox um, 
closing down their offices, moving to smaller offices and actually redesigning their offices to be more of kind of these lounges where people get together and less um, resemble the office as we know it today. So, so um, there, there, is, there will definitely be a need for the team to, to get together once in a while. And, you know, companies may choose to decide whether they want to own that premise or rent that premise where the team gets together. Or, uh, obviously, there's more and more companies that go fully remote and then, you know, once or twice a year, rent a villa somewhere or, you know, uh, uh, a huge um, holiday, um, like, like a complex of holiday homes get their team there, uh, spend some face time, and then go back to um, kind of full remote working. And um, yeah, I mean, it looks like a trend that is here to stay, absolutely, regardless of the pandemic, whether it's going to come back again, whether it's going to get more serious, or whether it's going to completely disappear. I think uh, what it's done to remote and hybrid working, that effect will stay with us forever so my dream then of having a, a job in london but working from santorini or or uh or crete or somewhere is is still on then is it i i the, 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 there's still a chance that that could happen absolutely i'm 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 very sure as long as you don't need to uh do something physical you know when when you when you need to build a wall or or you know dig a hole somewhere you, you probably cannot do it from from santorini at least not yet but if it's something that uh, can be done over the internet, it, it you, you know, I mean, the, the pandemic uh, actually showed us whether you're um, a couple of dozen miles away or whether you're across the ocean, we're all working through Zoom or through, through um, any kind of digital channels. It doesn't really matter where we are. So why spend, especially in these um, kind of big cities, why spend hours a day commuting to the office if you could use that time with your family, you know, for learning something new, uh, for, you know, taking more time off, etc. So I, 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 would, I would absolutely see no reasons why this trend shouldn't continue. Well, well that, that's good news. I'm pleased to hear that. So, uh, um, so, so you, you, but you don't necessarily think, so, so do you think then the, the era of a row of desks um, might be coming to an end and that when, 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 when employees do get together, it's in a more relaxed environment? Well, um, I mean, I personally actually like the office and I think it's uh, highly dependent on where you can focus better. So it's, it's, it's all about focus and, and, um, if you, you know, have a relatively small apartment, um, you have small kids, then probably the answer to where can I focus best is in an office. Um, but if, you know, you, you don't have small kids and um, you have perfect conditions working from home or from a hotel room or, you know, from Santorini for that matter, um, then and and that's your place of focus then that's where you should be working from presenteeism 
Um, you've got to be there. You've got to be seen to be visible, to be doing the work. Is that an outdated concept, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, there are only a few industries where it might still be somewhat relevant, but when it comes to kind of knowledge work, innovation, I, I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't think of any any companies where that would make any sense nowadays. So, so do you think we're seeing a, a change in the relationship between employer and employee? Is the employer less like a boss and more like a kind of first among equals, do you think? Yes, uh, absolutely. I, I think that trends, uh, trend is ongoing and uh, definitely uh, another trend that was accelerated um, with the pandemic. Um, we actually saw that uh, last spring when the, the, the pandemic hit. We saw a lot of uh, customers who were, um, well, I don't, I don't want to call it in panic, but they were, they were uh, quite in shock about uh, what had happened and that they had never, uh, I mean, the managers had never had any experience managing their team uh, while they weren't there. Right? So, so, so uh, and that was completely new for them. So they, so they, um, I think one of the biggest things that, that needed to change was just, just a mindset of, of uh, understanding, you know, the fact that you don't need to see people do the work in order to um, be happy about it, right? And 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 of course, it, it wasn't with everyone. Uh, it was just uh, just just a few customers, but but we saw that. Um, and uh, I, I think uh, what has changed most is the the, the trust. Um, I guess um, there are many managers that now, thanks to pandemic finally had to kind of learn to trust their team completely. Fair enough. So what about the, the Scoro technology? How, how does that play into this, into this discussion? Um, yeah, so, um, so when it comes to uh, our platform, um, uh, the, the way uh, we see things is that um, the, the, the fewer places um you have to log in um the 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 less you have different applications that basically fragment your data um the 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 faster um, the decisions that you need to make can be made so essentially instead of juggling between say a dozen to 15 different applications or um, getting work done on a daily basis, whether it's your calendar, your task list, something for quoting, something for um, managing your invoicing, something for managing cost, et cetera, et cetera. It's all in one place. It's all integrated. It's all interlinked, which means that uh, any question you might have, it takes just a few clicks and, and you get the answer. And uh, the biggest effect of that is not just the fact that you, you, you have fewer applications, you have fewer apps to, you know, um, get familiar with. Um, the, the, the main benefit of all of that is that you end up having drastically less 
um, needless meetings, ad hoc conversations, or drive-by meetings, as as uh, as they're called, and just more time and energy focusing. So that's that's how how our technology comes into play. Okay, Frank Rieger, thank you very much indeed.